0: Another week of Growing in Grace. I, I'm glad you joined us here for 15 minutes. I'm Mike Kapler along with Joel Brzezinski. We're just here to uh, share with ourselves and, and let you listen in on how God has changed our lives. And uh, it has nothing to do with religion. We've said that before. We'll say it again. Um, it's just about a tremendous love that he has for me. And Joel, I, I know that with all that we talk about here on this program, the, the one thing that we're probably going to even talk about today, I suppose, is that God has completely forgiven us of all wrongdoing. Anything that you've ever done, and and even before that, uh, where you had this problem, even, even if you had never done anything wrong, you had a problem called a sin condition or a sin nature, the nature of Adam, and now you've been transformed and become the righteousness of God in him as a believer in Christ. And so th- this unconditional love that I've experienced and began to grow in what does that do for me? It just—I can't help but respond with that same kind of love. Not that I—not that I have perfect love like the Lord does, but it has been placed within me, and it just—it just wants to breathe itself out of me. I can feel it, and and I don't want to go out and uh, and do all kinds of things that would be contrary to to the nature of God. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm not hungry to perform sinful actions, even though I'm free to make my own choices. Uh, I just, I just want to, what dwells in me now, Joel, and now that I begin to understand what it is that truly does dwell in me and who dwells in me. I can't help but let that just flow out because it, just just like breathing, it just it just wants to come out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's it's your new nature. It's my new nature. It's the nature we have in Christ. And there are a lot of people who get concerned when we start talking about grace, when we start talking about the unconditional love of God, and and the you know the fact that we're accepted in Him, that He has accepted us. Well, you you start talking about that too much, and people are just Going to want to go out and and do all these bad things, but what they you know what they fail to take into consideration is the fact it's a, and it's a fact that we've become new creations that we have become partakers of of a different nature than what we had before it's it's partakers of the divine nature of god's nature himself we've been given a new heart and a new spirit a couple or three weeks ago cap i think you read the verse from ezekiel that talks about that and then the book of hebrews brings that up again to to say that god has taken away that old Stony heart and replaced it with the new heart of flesh, this heart that identifies with the Spirit of God Himself. We've become one spirit with Him. And so, indeed, those who think that, who either think that grace is a license to sin or who are worried that if we start talking about grace, that it will cause people to think of it as a license to sin, missing the whole point. Missing the whole point because this new nature that we have in Jesus Christ is a nature that. By default, now we want to do good. By default, we want to do what's right. Yes, indeed, we have this thing called the flesh that we deal with. We have this thing that that might uh, pull us in different directions. But the more we focus, as we've talked about this plenty of times, Cap, that the more we focus and grow in grace, the more we focus on this reality of our new nature, the reality of our new identity then that stuff will, will, will start to see that more and more naturally flowing out of us because that is indeed who we are.
0: Yeah, you know, people sometimes think we need a balance. I want to say that uh, that sounds politically correct, even in the church world. The last thing we need is a balance mm-hmm. when it comes to grace and works. The two simply do not mix. Grace can lead to good works. I just think people sometimes get messed up with that. And you know what it really all comes back to, again, is not understanding who we are in Christ. If since I was born, if, if since I was an infant and a small child, I had been told that I was a plumber, and I had been trained in that, I'd been continuously taught that I was a plumber, perhaps even trained of, of, who, I, of who I was as a plumber, don't you think eventually I would start... Doing things that plumbers do. Well, we can tell you that your new identity in Christ defines you with some very specific qualities: uh, being righteous, being holy, being full of unconditional love, and uh, being forgiven and and set apart and and reconciled. And just, you know the list goes on. I mean, up, up to a hundred or more. Um, of those kinds of words and phrases that we could use to apply to you as a believer in Christ, as to who you are now in Him, but most people don't hear that all of their lives.
1: That's right. <laughs> it was true of, of my life, and it was, and, and I know that with uh, many of our listeners, it's true. That stuff just doesn't get taught, just doesn't get preached. And talking about balance, you know, you you, you can't balance oil and water. They just don't mix. You just you can't mix them, and you, and you can't. Well, you have one, a little bit of one and a little bit of the other, In the same way you can't mix or balance grace and law. It was never meant to be that way. You know, before the cross, the ministry in the world was the ministry of death and condemnation. That was the law. There was a purpose for that, and then uh, the ministry, as we talked about last week. The ministry that we're under is the ministry of reconciliation. You can go back and listen to that program and hear what Cap said about that word, reconciliation, that God has reconciled us to himself. You can't balance that. You, you just can't balance those two th- two things. You, you know, a person either has to be under one or the other, and the good news is is that we're in the ministry of reconciliation, and so that is what we live from, the fact that God has reconciled us to himself, that he loves us unconditionally, that his... Grace has is far-reaching. Oh, I love how uh, how somebody put it. A dear friend of many people on Facebook, Ginger Pierce. Uh, as we're recording this, um, she recently passed away earlier this week. She had a heart attack and and passed away. And, and many people, many people were uh, were friends with her on on Facebook, and she just had she knew the love of God like nobody. I've ever seen. I mean, it just flowed from her in in her own crazy and fun and different and unique way. But one thing, a a quote that somebody, you know, people all week have been posting quotes from her. And one thing that she wrote this week uh, that somebody wrote quoting her, you can't exaggerate the love of God. You, you can't balance it with anything else, and you can't exaggerate it. It goes on and on and on and on, far, you know, more far-reaching than than what we'll ever imagine. And so that's what we live from. That's kind of what we're trying to get at, at least. Uh, that if it's going to be by law, if it's going to be by our performance, if it's going to be by anything else, then man, we're just going to miss the mark every time. But letting it be about uh, God and His unconditional love for us—that's where everything flows from.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, going back to that, that reconcile thing, and I know we talked about it last week, but uh, you can pretty much tell if somebody is coming from a mindset of being a new creation in Christ, or if it's a mindset that tends to um, put more responsibility upon ourselves or a little bit more of a works mindset, you can usually tell if somebody's up front in your church talking about uh, something that God has been doing in their life, is, is it coming from the perspective of, And and you can usually tell by what's being said. Is it coming from the perspective of something they did to reconcile themselves to God? Or is it the other way around, like what the Bible says, where God reconciled us to himself, even before we ever did anything right, okay? So just keep that in mind, too. And as far as the grace and works thing, Joel, I think Paul put it best in, in Romans 11, where he says... If by grace, then it is no longer of works, otherwise grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace, otherwise works is no longer works. So do we need a balance? I think not.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, I think also what Paul said about just how how he had his whole life, ever since that encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, he knew that his whole life from that point on was the grace of God it was based upon the grace of God his, his zeal, his passion for the gospel, all the work that he did and he worked hard uh, he worked hard to to spread the message of, of the love of God and of the you know this message of reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation, you know everything and he said that it was all. By the grace of God, and here's what Paul didn't say. He said, "Well, I made sure that I tried to keep the law. I, you know, I, I did my best to try to keep the law and um, have some of that grace at work in my life. No, he it wasn't like that at all. He didn't mix them. In fact, what he said was, in order to be found in Christ and Christ alone, he had to chuck aside." his whole his whole former life that had been lived by the law, in which he thought he considered his his law keeping as spotless, basically. he said, "I got to chuck all that aside, counted it as rubbish, counted as dung so that I can be found in Christ. And so everything that came out of Paul's life that was worth anything, he said it's Christ. It's Christ and Christ alone. It's the grace of God, definitely not a mixture,
0: yeah, it was the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, you mentioned how, how hard he worked to get this message out. Uh, but before his conversion on that road to Damascus, he was working hard at that time, too. But it was because he was zealous for the law, mm-hmm. even to the point of, of killing people who were speaking out against it, so to speak, the, the, the Christians and perhaps others. It, it was it was just the opposite of what he'd been doing. So now when Jesus appears to him and says, hey, you're, you're persecuting me here, Paul. You're, you know, your zealous for the law is persecuting me, and mm-hmm. and so naturally Paul went from that the zealous nature that he had for the law and the desire to uh, to hold that up that standard of, of the law, and and now moving into God's grace and His unconditional love, and began to communicate and preach that it was Christ and Christ alone. It Has nothing to do with the law. The law led us to Christ, and uh, that's exciting stuff. And what a what a conversion that was! But no, there's there's no balance there. He went from one to the other. He practically you've heard of people who have book burnings. There's <laughs> like a law burning, uh, not exactly, but uh, that's that's exactly what happened, though. Joel, he he went from the law and promoting that to chucking it aside and uh, communicating something that is quite different from the demands that the law had.
1: Well, yeah, Cap, and going along with what you're saying there about Paul, you know, formerly Paul, his idea of what he was doing, you know, before he knew Christ, he was essentially working for God, at least doing what he thought God wanted him to do. You know, this new lawless church had sprung up, and he went around persecuting the church, thinking, of course, that he was doing it for God. He perhaps would have said, it is I who is at work for God, doing what God wants me to do, uh, whereas then he finally realized that it really it was God who was at work in him. Paul had to chuck aside again his his law-keeping and his own righteousness so that he could be found in Christ alone, and he realized that it was God who was at work in him, not him working for God. Well, you know, Cap, all of this is the result of what the Bible calls the ministry of reconciliation. Paul says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their sins against them. The ministry of reconciliation. God's not counting your sins against you or anybody. That's what we're going to talk about next week right here on Growing in Grace. Hope you'll join us.